What's up, everybody? Welcome back and happy Skews Day to you. It is December 20th, 2023. I'm Trey Crowder and no, Mark. That ain't Mark. Oop, wrong wrong shoulder. That sure ain't Mark. That's some uh, poor dead buck bastard back there. No, I know everything else is different about this. For one thing, not live. Just so y'all are aware, this is pre-recorded. Hopefully when you click the link, you were aware it was pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded in two segments. Here's what we've done. So, as you may have ascertained, I'm deep in the woods right now. Back in the boonies, as it were. It, at my in-laws. I'm in my in-laws' basement. Katie's parents' basement. Hence the uh, camouflage, or camouflage, camouflage decor back there. That buck actually used to have a uh, airbrushed Panama City, Florida trucker hat on its head so you know they've actually gussied it up a little bit in in that hatch removal for whatever reason but anyway i'm here and i just and mark is deep in the woods of virginia right now because it's christmas week i alluded to all this uh in the run-up to our big trip and we do not think that we have the technological or high-speed internet wherewithal to do a typical skews episode and it being live, you know, if we tried it and everything fell completely apart, then what, you know, then what were we going to do? So I decided I'd do something different this week. And so here's what I've done is the first thing I did was this past Saturday, I recorded an interview with chief Georgia correspondent, Corey Ryan Forrester, it's part of a larger series of interviews I'm doing right now, primarily for Patreon, where I talk to people like me, which by that I mean rural slash southern liberals, uh, and get their sort of origin stories, how they came up, how they came to feel the way they do about any of all these political situations out here and how they became to be more left-leaning than is generally seen in our communities, right? Uh, and... So I've got one of those with Smart Mark, right? We did one of those interviews. That will be on Patreon later this week. I did one with my wife, Katie, put that on Patreon yesterday. But the one with Corey is about to start playing here in just a few more minutes after I get done rambling about this right here. I did that because uh, I thought it would make for some interesting content. And also, I'm not going to lie, I did not expect anything majorly newsworthy to happen this close to Christmas. I feel like generally this country mostly shuts down around these parts of the year. So I wasn't really anticipating any bombshell headlines or whatnot. So I thought the interview with Corey would make a nice placeholder and it's sort of a, you know, uh, a special episode, a holiday edition. But then of course, yesterday, December 19th, the January 6th committee referred Donald Trump for criminal for criminal charges to the Department of Justice, right? And when that happened, I thought, well, shit, uh, I guess I should at least address that in some fashion. So that's what I'm doing here. We're going to talk about that just briefly, give you my stance on it uh, such that it exists. Then we'll get into an interview with Corey that hopefully y'all enjoy or at least somewhat enjoy and then we'll call it a day then after that next week the 27th as i keep reminding y'all there will be no episode of skews for the same reasons that this weird one is happening now then after that we hopefully will be back on track anyway so <clears throat> first thing i did y'all aren't gonna be surprised to hear this at all when i heard about the 
January 6th committee news was I texted Smart Mark and producer Matt, and I said, tell me how to feel about this, Mark, because that's what we do here. But that's pretty much the purpose of the show is so Smart Mark can tell me how I should feel about things that happen in this country. <laughs> and I've, you know, I've openly admitted that for a lot, for some time now. I didn't just ask him to tell me how to feel. I told him what I, how I, my immediate read on it, which is another version of the same thing I've been saying this whole time, which is it's like, okay, that sounds good. That almost sounds like a thing is happening. But at the same time, I don't think that really counts yet as a thing happening and until the thing actually happens, I'm not going to get too overly excited about none of this. And by a thing happening, I mean Donald Trump actually being put in handcuffs or perp walked or put behind bars or any of that, just arrested or even actually charged, right? Because that's not what this is, which we all know. It's nice. It's better than them not doing it. But they don't have the capacity to file the charges. They're just recommending that the Department of Justice do so. So I basically texted Mark and I said, that's what I'm thinking. Does that sound about right? And he said, well, it's both. It's both completely unprecedented and it's also nothing at the same time. So, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, Mark said puts political pressure on the DOJ or whatnot. But, yeah, it's not the same thing as actual charges being filed yet. So now it's in Merrick Garland's court. and We got to see, you know, what ends up happening. But there are four charges and obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement and inciting, assisting or aiding slash comforting an insurrection. Now, last one. That sounds like a big deal to me. It sounds like the type of thing you couldn't just do and get away with. I mean, inciting slash aiding and abetting an insurrection. You'd think there'd be some repercussions for that. <laughs> but it still remains to be seen whether that actually happens or not, which is sort of the whole thing here. Producer Matt, for the record, weighed in and said that uh, he thought the tax returns would end up being a bigger deal. And I guess that is supposed to maybe come to pass today, but I don't know if I mentioned it. It's 12.22 p.m. Central Time right now. This is when I had to do this. Because, see, I've got to come down here in the basement and do this, and i got to shut the whole house down. There's like a slew of little kids upstairs, cousins and stuff. And I've had to ask everybody to give me, you know, at least some measure of quiet while I record this. So I couldn't just wait around and see what happens with the tax returns. Um but anyway, Matt said he thought that might be the bigger deal. He said Democrats have made it out like or progressive, the progressive media thinks it's going to be some huge bombshell, but perhaps they've overplayed their hand. Mark said he thinks all it's going to be is that Trump is embarrassed about how little money he's actually made over those years, which I think would be perfectly on brand and incredibly appropriate for Donald Trump. And Matt was saying, you know, there could be implications with major fraud and things of that nature. And I told him, honestly, I'd be way more surprised if that wasn't the case. Like, that's the type of thing that, you know, I'm going to be like, well, yeah, if that happens. But with all this stuff, I just, I feel the same way now that I felt at the very beginning of all this, which is that, like, like I said earlier, yeah, it's great, but it ain't, you know, it ain't really the thing yet, like the thing we're all waiting for. Like, that still hasn't happened, and gun to my head, do I expect that to happen? No, I do not, still, to this day. 
I, I will, frankly, I will be stunned, stunned beyond belief if Donald Trump actually ends up facing serious legal repercussions for his actions. Uh, but obviously, I hope he does. It'd be a wonderful Christmas present for this wounded and in, in need of healing nation that we have. But uh, yeah, I believe it when I say it. That's pretty much how I feel about that right now. I did see some people point some other things out, which is that, you know, Donald Trump is the first president to ever be referred for criminal charges to the Justice Department. He's also the first president to ever be impeached twice. He's he, you know, had a pretty unprecedented string of, uh, you know, presidential atrocities or or embarrassments, stains upon our uh, nation and the office itself. And yet he got to, you know, he appointed literally hundreds of judges, including three on the Supreme Court, you know, still got a very lasting legacy. It's sort of authoritarian fascism brigade that he's installed in key parts all around our country's, you know, justice system and governmental infrastructure. And that is a wee bit terrifying. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's better than them not doing anything, but we still ain't out of the woods yet. Uh, and I know because I'm deep in the woods right now. For the record, fun little fun fact before we get to Corey's interview here. Um, Wayne County, where my wife's from, where I currently sit, is uh, statistically, like by percentage, the reddest county in the deep, deep ruby red state of Tennessee. So that's fun. Now her family's cool. It is It is fun. I enjoy it. It's nice. It's quiet. Holiday time. It's sweet. I'm going to do some bacon. Y'all already know. You know, I'm thinking about trying a Yule log. Who doesn't love a Yule log? You know, rolling up some cake. I've uh, locked myself into having to make gingerbread houses every year because I did it last year, and now the children demand it. Problem is, now they all want their own gingerbread house. Like I just, I'll, I just make the pieces and glue them together because that's the whole point. The kids decorate them, and uh, but last year I just made two gingerbread houses for five kids. Like here, go. But now, of course, they're demand. They're all demanding their own. So you know, I might have to make a shitload of gingerbread houses later. But you know, it's fun. I need to get an apron. That's why I'm at home, is in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like a real man. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. I don't give a shit. All right. Happy holidays, y'all. Coming up now is a, uh, I'm calling them origin stories. It's an origin stories interview with Chief Georgia Correspondent Corey Ryan Forrester. Slight housekeeping again. Uh, hey, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my tour dates. Come and see me. We just had shows at Zany's. They were incredible, as they always are. B, uh, if you like this origin story shit, or if you like the sound of it, or if you just want to support the show, or you just want to get some more skews in your life, any or some more Trey Crowder in your life, any and all of the above, you should sign up on Patreon. Go on Patreon. Look me up. You can see. And like I said, uh, we got this is a whole series I'm doing of sorts right now on Patreon. So there's all kinds of bonus skews episodes, interviews with Mark in this same fashion, interviews with my wife. A lot of uh, I, I overshare on there all the time. So if you're into that or and or just want to support me slash the show, get on Patreon. Uh, and everybody have a wonderful holiday. We will be off completely next week, the 27th. And then after that, the intent is to get back at least relatively to normal. All right. Enjoy this interview with the show himself, Corey Ryan Forrester, and happy holidays. Love you like chicken. I'll see you soon.
Howdy y'all, welcome back and happy skews day to you. We are coming to you from the past where you are. I meant to look at this before I started and I didn't do it. Is this an episode of skews? It is. Where you are, it is December 20th, 2022. But everything else about this episode, as you can see, is quite different. I'm Trey. That's not Smart Mark. That's Chief Georgia Correspondent, Corey Ryan Forrester. Hey everybody. And we are coming to you from the past. As we are recording this, it's Saturday, December 17th at about 4.30 Nashville time. It's a home for the holidays episode of Skew, so obviously we're not live. Producer Matt is not with us. We won't be doing any of that because Mark is deep in the wilds of red-ass Virginia right now and is unavailable, and I'm in Wayne County, even deeper, redder, wilder country. Not hitting. No, not hitting. Fatting, eating a lot of pie and shit like that and having a good time, but, you know, generally off the grid, so I thought I'd have the Georgia correspondent Cho do this ahead of time with me. So what we're going to do, because it's uh, very skews-ish, but like I said, it's a special episode. We're going to talk about uh, mainly two things, Cho. So I feel like, I think maybe the two questions that I get asked the most, and I'm sure you do too, but especially around this time of year, is A, people want to know, like, how do you deal with your conservative family at the holidays? Like, how do you deal with that? And B, people always want to know, like, what my origin story is yeah, right. for being a liberal redneck or like a, a blue sheep or whatever and i've talked about them both a lot but just to quickly recap for me because i want to talk to you about all that is uh for me basically i almost feel guilty when people ask me how to deal with that because i don't actually have to right which is related to the, my answer to the second question because i was actually raised in like a family of southern democrats basically with a gay uncle and we didn't go to church and they're not they're not conservative. So, like, I've, I'm pretty much just the way I was raised to be, the way most Americans are. I'd like to think I would have turned out the same way either way. But, you know, I can never know. And right. at Christmas time, I don't really have to deal with that type of lunacy. But on the Patreon page, I talked to uh, Smart Mark about that in a bonus skews. And on my Patreon, I'm going to get these same answers from my wife, Katie Crowder. So we're filling a little portfolio here of, of back origin stories, of origin stories. In it's the a, MC it's a, skew. It's a holiday origin story extravaganza in the extended skew universe. So you're from Chickamauga, Georgia, rural North Georgia. Yeah, Civil and War you can, town. You can take those questions in any order you want. If you want to start with how you turned out the way you did and then get to the holidays or vice versa, I don't care. Well, with the holidays for me, I, I when I was a very tiny child, my family was pretty big. Uh, this was before my grandmother had become, uh, what's the term for when you, you don't speak, estranged yeah. from our family. Um, and so there was her, there was my aunts and uncles, and once, like... We had a really big falling out. This episode is not long enough for me to get into all that. But when that happened, basically, she took the whole family on her side against my family. You know what's wild? And I'm going to make it a point to ask her this for that Patreon episode. But Katie has a very similar scenario in her family. She has a, a grandma that they literally call Evil Granny. Yeah. Because she sort of like split the family. We just twain. call ours a bitch. <laughs> right, yeah. But she did that years ago and they ain't had nothing to do with her or hers ever since. And I don't really know the full story on that one either, but that's a wild coincidence. Yeah, right. And so because of that, like I feel like the larger the family, the more the chances are going to be that there's some political discourse at the holidays just because of a numbers game. Yeah. Like you get enough people, especially in the South together, 
Somebody's going to be on some QAnon shit, and my uncle definitely would have 100%. Like, dude, I remember. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. He, uh, but he died doing what he loved, Trey, uh, mm-hmm. sitting in his chair holding a gun. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 I think I sent y'all this a couple, uh, a couple years ago. My uncle was just wild in the things that he hated. Like, I remember a couple years ago on the Super Bowl, he, <laughs> he sent me a text message that says, I don't give a fuck what no one says. Fuck Bruno Mars, that skinny little bitch. I fucking, like, it just was going in on Bruno Mars. And I have to assume that the only reason that he didn't hit for him is because he was a different color and performing at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Sure. So you take away all those. You just people. don't like Hawaiians? Yeah, I guess. Is, is he Hawaiian? I, he's from so, Hawaii, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, like, what his ethnicity is. I'm not a big Bruno guy. Respect. Not like your uncle. Yeah, right. Got no problem with him. I just ain't up on my Bruno background. Uh, he's wonderful. But yeah. so. My grandmother, so now that our family's smaller, it's basically just my mom and my dad, neither of whom, my dad doesn't have siblings, period, and my mom didn't have siblings that she was talking to. So it's just my mom, my dad, my sister, me, my my both my grandfathers, and one of my other grandmothers died when I was very young, because, you know, my granny's actually my great-granny, all that shit. So there's only five of us. My granny left school in sixth grade to work the fields. She was a very Christian woman, but... Me and you've talked about this a lot. Really, before NAFTA, so yeah. many people we knew were apolitical. Oh, yeah. Like, completely. Like, of course, they, they had, you know, they voted, but it was very private. Nobody talked about it. And the line between Democrat and Republican wasn't how it is today. My dad, my mom was a Republican because of Christianity. My dad was a Republican. I have no idea why. Because of money? Maybe, but like... Because he like owned his own business and all that shit. Probably that, but like, it's funny because so did his dad. Like, his dad owned his own business, a construction business, but he was a hardcore Democrat. And like, it was the complete opposite of a father-son relationship that you normally see. Like, my papa used to rib my dad for being a conservative when it's Uh normally the complete flip. But the thing is, is that even though my dad was a conservative, he definitely wasn't in anybody's face about it, nor did I really think that he cared who won or lost. It's like, well, this is my guy, but whatever. So nobody really ever talked about politics my entire life. Mm -hmm. It never got brought up. And I remember both of my parents, even though they were conservative, I remember them getting mad that the the pastor was bringing uh, politics to the pulpit, even though it was their, even though it was their politics. I remember them being like, this ain't, this ain't what this supposed to be. Because, you know more about this than me, I think. Like that used to be like the standard. Like that that didn't you don't happen. Do it. That didn't happen you until like the whole the Reagan and the Christian right, the Southern Baptist that, Convention, and all that. Where they secret back where they basically determined that hey, we God now. Yeah, Republican right. is the official party of, of the God. Lord. Yep. And then they became intrinsically connected, and they have been ever since. But before that happened, it wasn't like there that. was plenty of they Southern Democrats. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean, obviously, the Democratic Party today doesn't look like what it did back when they were referred to as like the Dixiecrats or whatever. Well, it yeah. was, they was it, you know, it, super racist. Yeah, I was about to say. That's what I always tell people about, because I, I, I come from a family of Southern Democrats, where I'm like, but like, not that kind. <laughs> like, yeah. the kind that actually like genuinely sort of evolved with the party, I guess, because they weren't, it wasn't like, they were Dude, just like, they made like It was a Bill union Clinton thing. And, the union, like my, and I remember, I told you yesterday, we were just talking, like I've got this crystal clear memory in my head. You mentioned after NAFTA. My whole family was Democrats. They were big Clinton people and all that. And I can remember sometime around the mid-90s, 96, 97, something like that, post-NAFTA, the factory in Salina left. We're in my dad's video store, and I can, like, 
see my grandpa walking in and like slamming down a newspaper. It had some story about the factory or NAFTA or something on it, slamming it down and going, I swear to God, I'll never vote for another Democrat as long as I live. Right. Fuck them. Had and nothing to like, do with the Lord, though. And then, no, not at all. They yeah. felt betrayed. Exactly. You know, and like, uh, and I, you know, hell, I get that. Of course. And then I think he probably voted for W. Bush and then he died before the next election happened. But my dad, though, he just couldn't do it. I'm sure he agreed with some of that, but he just like, he, Lord God, he hated George Bush so much. Like he, he kept that way. That Daddy Bush? No, I mean W. Okay. I'm, saying, I'm saying I think my grandpa voted for W because right. he felt betrayed by the Democrats. But his son, my dad, I know did not because he fucking hated George Bush. Right. W. He would Bush. just rather not voted. No, I think he voted for, you know, Gore was a Tennessee guy. Yeah, right. And my dad was definitely like. Did Gore win Tennessee? No, and no it was he did. It was a huge story, but yeah, he right. did. He did win Clay County because he actually gave Clay County a shout out after it was all after all the dust settled. He he won a few Tennessee counties, but Clay County was one of the only rural counties that he won. And I remember he gave us a shout out, you know, saying he appreciated it because it really stung to lose it. Because that, that's another thing. Like used to, it's wild now because I don't feel like you'd ever expect that. But used to in politics, like you were expected to win your home. Of state. course, it, no whatever what. color the state was and whatever party affiliation yeah. you had, if you like, didn't win that. You, you really suck. Right, you were going to win. Whole thing with Gore. You were going to win your home state. Now that. No one would ever assume. No, that. like you hell could, no. If you're if it's a Democrat running who happens to be from Tennessee, no one is going to expect them to win Tennessee. No, they'll get stomped in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because again, like we said, the lines used to be blurred a little bit more. But so when I was a kid, like nobody talked about politics. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Now, granted, like we were living a very comfortable life, so there wasn't as many hot button issues. Now, my family they have grown up and. Uh, you know, they're Fox News people. Uh, well, they don't sit there and watch Fox News all day. But, like, when they do come across some Fox News stuff, they'll be like, see, look, you know. Do you feel like that whole thing has played a big part in, like, pulling them further without into question. all that shit? Without question. Like, just becomes like a sort of feedback loop of, Absolutely. like, I it's, believe this don't hit because of that, and then this, this confirms to me that that don't hit. The only time they've ever heard about it not hitting was from them telling them that it don't hit. Like, right. they didn't get any just bias. Like, here's, here's the thing that happened. Okay, how do I feel about that? No, these people will tell me how I feel about that. And then, because that's what I've always said, like... The difference between Republicans and Democrats in terms of the people that belong to either party hating the person of the other party, Republicans, what they the thing that they hate about Democrats is always this completely fictionalized boogeyman that like they right. go, no, 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 of course, they, they but what they really want to do is get in in secret and then start socialism. It's always made up stuff that no Democrat actually does, whereas the stuff that I hate about Republicans is the shit that actually comes out of their mouth. All like the I don't have to get I don't have to get the CNN spin. Right. I just watch them talk. I just watch yeah. Brian Kemp talk and I go that doesn't hit for me. Right. But then they they hear a Democrat talk and then they go here's they what they actually mean. Right. I don't right. need I don't need any of the spin. Like I can just watch Brian Kemp, watch Donald Trump and go I don't like the shit that's coming out of their mouth, but it's not the same for them. So Again, it didn't really get brought up a lot. Now that we're adults, it kind of does, but we're still a small enough family. And because by virtue of what I do for a living, my parents know one thing, even though they think that I'm like, by virtue of them thinking Democrats are dumb, they must also think that everything I believe in is wrong. However, both of them are smart enough to know, well, here's the deal though. Corey may be wrong, 
but his wrongness is rooted in more research and information than we have. So we actually can't argue with him. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Yeah, it's like, we know if we start arguing with Corey, he's just going to start bringing up facts, facts and, and all this shit. And it's yes. going to become a whole thing. Yeah. So we like, we just let him be dumb and wrong without having to listen to all his facts he has about stuff. Yeah, because every time they bring <laughs> every time they bring up something, I'll just ask a follow-up question. I'm like, so what do you actually know about that bill? And they're like, huh? Well, it, it don't hit. And right. I'm like, right, let's not do this. So like, it really, it really has gotten a lot better. And... Then when I got married to Amber, and obviously now I do have a big family because I inherited her family, and they are, you know, middle-class, hard-working people from Iowa. And now I was not the South, but it's rural Iowa. So the first time I went out so there for- Pretty red generally, right? Yeah. And yeah. here's the, what's funny. I remember when me and Amber first started dating, I asked her, I go, hey, so- before I go out here for Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff, Keep like, going. I'm listening. I was like, I don't, I don't care. It's not going to affect me either way. But like, are your family, are they like Republicans or Democrats? And Amber genuinely had no idea. She's like, oh, I don't, I I actually don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? And she's like, I I don't know. They don't really ever, they don't really ever talk about that. I was like, okay. So we go out to her, Papaw Jansons, who uh, he's the first name of my son, Jansen Bain, Papaw Jansen. Forthcoming son. Forthcoming son, yeah. Congratulations are... In order, but yeah, yeah, right. He's, fe- it's the, he's a fetus named Jansen Bain. That's right true, now. a fetus named. I don't Jansen want people Bain. to hear that and be like, "Wait, hold up, whoa, oh, no, he got a son." Hey, I'm totally fine if Amber wanted to kill it right now. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. can kill her well, too, and that. me. Yeah, right. That's fine. Yeah, murder us all. <laughs> yeah, killing fetuses is what's up. But it rules. Uh, so, but yeah, no. So, anyways, anyways, the namesake of the baby. The namesake of the baby. We're going out there to the farm, the corn farm in Iowa, and I'm like, I just, I just have. To assume that this oh, is yeah. th- how this is going to go, so we get there, and of course, sweet people, because and a lot of people think, oh well, all Republicans are evil. They, they, if you when you watch a movie and they're showing like hardcore conservatives, they they exclusively show the ones that are foaming at the mouth, burning across, but never what the more realistic thing is is a bunch of super sweet, friendly people mm-hmm. who then, once you ask them what their opinions are, they're like, slavery wasn't that big of a deal. But, so like, true, but like on the outside, they look like nice enough people. Like yeah. most of the time, super racists fool you by being like, no, they were sweet. What are you talking about? That's so true. So, That's so true. So they're all sweet looking. I'm like, here we go. And we're sitting down and we're flipping through the channel to get to some college basketball because her papa's a big college basketball fan. And he stopped on Fox News, and Trump was talking. And he just goes, "Well, that guy." And I'm thinking, like, "Oh God, here, here we go, here, here we go." And he goes, "I tell you what, he is just about one of the most obscene garbage people I have ever met." And he doesn't cuss; he's from Iowa. Like, Gee, golly, gosh darn mm-hmm. it, you know, whatever. And I'm sitting, there, I'm like, "Wait, what?" And he goes, "I don't like this. If you listen, if you like him, that's totally fine." I go, "I, I hate him." And they go, "Yeah, we hate him too." And so I found out that like. At least that side of Amber's family, he was a postal worker. He was a union guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he right. drove the school bus for the for the uh, the county school, and like so, he was not in any way a Trump person. And then the rest of the people on the other side of the family, they're not super pro Democrat. They literally hate all of them. Yeah, and I was that, like, I dude, like I can get with that. Was the South? I feel like that used to be a very like the predominant fuck them all stance. I feel like when I was a kid in the South was generally they're all full of shit. None of them, to hell right. with all of them. 
Basically. Which I agree with, except for you do have to pick, and one yeah, of them is less bad than the right, other. And they, if you, especially now, if you genuinely can look me in the face and tell me that one party is not worse than the other, you have no sense. But I, but I can get down, dude. The people who say fuck them all, you want to party with those folks. Those are fun people to be around. So they're all like that. So now we spend our thanks whole Thanksgiving out there, where I swear to you, politics literally doesn't get brought up one single time in okay. any of the family things. So since you've said this, right, because in the Smart Mark episode of this series, which is on the Patreon, uh, weeklyshoes.com slash more, um, he brought up, he was like, honestly, this question almost doesn't even compute to me because, like, my whole life, this is Mark saying this, he's like, my whole life, like, people were not really talking about mm-hmm. politics. And also you think about, it's like, that's a classic, Gen- that's Gen a classic role don't yeah, right. discuss religion or unless politics, whatever. And it's like, unless you're French, the French do it. Uh, we found that out on Putting On Airs, our sister podcast, which you should also watch, getting all the plugs in. Anyway, but I told him, I was like, I, no, I hear you because, so a similar thing, relatively early in me and Katie's relationship, I mean, we've probably been together four or five years at this point, but she's got some pretty hardcore conservative people in her extended family. And they're also big, they were back then, huge Duck Dynasty fans. Yeah. And do you remember when the Duck Dynasty papa, the patriarch of the Duck Dynasty family, started talking shit about the gays and stuff yeah, publicly? Yeah, sure That was gross. Led to that Bill Burr bit. Yeah. Like, what did you, you think, think he, he thought? thought? Yeah. Right. When that was all happening, it was like leading into the holidays. Yeah, that ain't good. I told Katie, I was like, I was like, Katie, I'm going to tell you right now. I was like, if they bring that up and they start like trashing gays yeah, or whatever, you're I, was like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to just sit through that. I was like, I'm going to say something if that happens and it may end up causing a scene. And she was like, you know, she was like, uh, no, that's fine, but I don't think they will. And then she was right. They didn't. And so like, they just didn't bring any of that up, thankfully. But I was so worried. I was like, you know, fucking shadow boxing in the bathroom, getting ready for it or whatever. But like, so that's also been my experience and Mark's and yours, but it, you know it happens to people all the time because it's almost like a cliche. It's like everybody got that one uncle at the oh, holidays. Oh, it's not, not And people to me. ask me, again, they ask me about it all the time, so I know they're dealing with it. So it's like, it's weird. It's like the people I talk to are all like, yeah, it, that don't really happen. But then I hear from other people all the time that make it seem like it's incessantly happening. Well, when I would go to Thanksgiving with my sister's in-laws, because we would do that every now and then, because again, we don't have a big family. This is before I married Amber. They would do that. Like their whole thing was what they would do. There was like 30 of them. All of them had the same beliefs and I didn't. And they would gang up on me, whether it would be like a premeditated thing or not. Something would get brought up and every single one of them would look at me like, those are your people, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I would sit there and take it until it got to some like when they if they brought up gay people or something. I'm like, I can't I can bite my tongue during all the tax shit. I mean, not that. I don't believe that morally uh, trying to like we should be giving poor people. I can I can live with them saying that. But then if they say something about gay people or bathrooms or whatever, I've told my sisters, I'm like, I'm I'll let them say anything they want. But if they come after that and then and then what would happen is they'd all be talking about it, ganging up on me. Then I would get on a soapbox and give a stump speech and then everyone there would be like, he's always got to bring up politics. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I was defending myself. Y'all brought up politics. Yeah. It's just that you all agreed with those politics. And that's what people mean. 
people when people say you shouldn't talk about politics at the dinner table, what they mean is if they're different than everybody else. If we all believe the same shit, we talk about it all all, exclusively, and that happens on both sides too. Like if you got if you get a room full of all Democrats, they're going to talk about some liberal queer shit. But if it's a divided room, maybe we'd be like, let's just you know, let's just have a good evening. Well, see, so I think I feel like a lot of times with people that are asking this, I think are people that are. Constantly find themselves in the situation you just described. Yeah, where ganged like up on. They're the token liberal at whatever this gathering is, and then that happens, and they feel ganged up on, and it's like, so they're asking, I don't know what to do in that scenario. So, and you just said what you do, but it don't necessarily I mean, work out. You I take mean, it until you can't anymore. You, exactly. Then you end up blowing up, and then they all blame you well, for the, ruining dinner The or only whatever. other, the, <laughs> like, I mean, the literal only other do? option you have is to bite your tongue on something you consider morally abhorrent, right. knowing that, like, my, my me saying something isn't going to matter anyways. So, like, and that's true. Like, literally, in that situation, when you're 30 to 1, they believe this thing. You're not going to all of a sudden make a point Coming from that space, that's going to make them go. Oh, we've all ne- so never thought about it. That if way. you can't win, then but at the same time, you go yes. But this is how they th- go. On. This is how they go on being because nobody ever right. says anything because that's what always happens. So, so yeah, they well, just I guess take it for granted that they represent everybody. That everybody's like them, and they can right. Yeah, right. So you need so to push back. Yeah, it's is, a lot of conflicting emotions at play. So my point and is, there's that almost no way to. There's no way to win. So, like, you either have to just ignore it or you have to know that Thanksgiving's going to suck a little bit, you know? But, like, I get lucky because, like, it just doesn't get brought up at any of my stuff anymore because we don't go... I'm sure it does. My my sister, who is a, like, closet liberal, Uh you know, she just has... She just sits there and takes it. Right. Because, like, you know, she damn sure, as a woman, ain't going to, in the South, going to stand up and make some... Big insane. point, because dude, she'll tell me, and like th- her, my sister's uh, mother and father in law are not the type of people that would do this. I genuinely love them, but in her mind, she's always coming out from a place of like, listen, I've got their granddaughter, and I'm thinking about her, and I'm thinking about this experience for her, and so like, what am I, you know, like I'm just trying to shuck and jive, do my thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, luckily for me, it just doesn't get brought up. But if it does, I just go. You know what can you, what can you live with, and that's basically everything until it gets to the point of you dehumanizing someone else, and then I have to step in and go, okay, goddamn it, y'all lost me there. Now my origin story, yeah, I was about to is to that is sort of the reason that I became a liberal person, even though I grew up there, was because of the church, like a hundred percent because of the church. Right, because I, see, I've always, like I said, I get asked these questions a lot. You're often with me when we both get asked this question. And so, like, I've always said, I was like, I think the biggest thing for me is that I didn't grow up in the church, so I didn't get indoctrinated in that way, and I missed all that, which is a big part of my whole thing. But you and Drew were both like, yeah, well, we super grew up in the church, and right. we feel like that is why we 100%. are the way we are, because it, like, pushed you in the other direction. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what Democrat or Republican was when I was a kid. Like, why would I have, you know? I didn't know any of that stuff. All I knew was uh, I went to this church, and I have cousins. Like, all the cousins that I have, all my first cousins are black, every single one of them. Um, my, my aunt had twins and then another boy and they, the two girls have since had like triplets and twins, like a lot of black cousins. And that's my mom's sister. We were close with them. We haven't been in years past just because of the grandmother situation. And we all live in different States, but 
regardless, we were close when we were younger. And, you know, we would they would come to our church sometimes. And when I was super young, we would just all be playing together at church, and I didn't really right. notice You're any not stuff. Noticing but when right. I got a little bit older and started paying attention right. to stuff, I could right. visibly see them like they are being treated different. Well, see, that's what happened to me with the gay. Th- like I, I was, my dad t- explained to me that Uncle Tim was gay when I was probably nine or ten, and I didn't go to church often, but I did every now and then with like members of my mom's family and stuff like that. And I'm assuming it was always there, but I just didn't pick up on it. But after that, as I started getting older, I started noticing right. and understanding all of that, like, you know, homophobic shit, gays are yeah. abomination, burning hell, it's against, it's sin and whatever, that type of thing. And, you know, super did not hit for me. Like, I started picking up on it and I was like, I don't think this shit is cool. And then, and that, I feel like it's like any one single thread when it comes to religion. If it's like bugging you, you start pulling on that it's, one it's thread over. and it's the whole game. thing just unravels. Because yeah. then you start thinking about it, you're like, well, what about all the people in other countries that are never introduced Deuce to the Bible. to this God? Right. Do they burn in hell? Do they get a free pass? How does that work? Also, like all the Jewish people in the world are just they're going to hell no matter Even how good of a chosen. person they are yeah. or whatever. Like And I no matter get... how bad of a person you are, if you accept the Lord, right. you're like a ninety nine year old Adolf Hitler that lived could have accepted the Lord yeah. on his deathbed and went to the same heaven as my grandma right. who never did a goddamn thing. So you wrong. just start thinking about all that and then all the classic stories like you th- thinking about the Ark and all that stuff. You're like, wait, I don't. That didn't happen. That can't have happened. And yeah. you just start asking all these questions in your head. And inevitably, to me, that's why it don't happen them when people ask questions. No, they don't want inevitably, you to. To me, you land on like. Well, this is all bullshit. Then one and, of you know one of the most popular church. But I, signs. Cu- I cut you off. You're, you no, said you're, that you started noticing that your black cousins were clearly being treated different at the church. Very, very clearly. And it, uh, to go back on what you were saying, one of the most popular church. You know, they put different quotes on the church sign. One of the most popular ones from where I'm from is "Don't let your mind be so open that, that your, your brain, brain falls, falls out." Exactly, which is yeah. so Hilarious. on the nose, stupid. Right. But anyways, like, yeah, there, a couple of examples would be that uh, I remember one year at Christmas, they made my black cousins leave because, or not Christmas, Halloween, they made my black cousins leave the trunk or treat because their costumes were too scary, even though, and now they, listen, they did have a rule that like, we don't want any like demonic costumes or whatever, but there were other white kids that were dressed up in the same uh-huh. stuff and Nothing was said to them because, well, they go here and they're like, and so it was just little tiny things like that. And you would just see like the parents, some parents not wanting them to sit with us, you know, or whatever. And then the the final straw, and this was the last day that we ever went to that church. And I don't know if it would have happened like this had my black cousins not been there with us. Maybe nobody would have noticed. I'd like to think that my parents would have. But we're sitting there, and it's right after. I, I know I've told you this story, but I haven't told it on here. It was right after nine eleven, and the preacher was showing a video to the church about what nine eleven did and what the after effects were going to be for humanity, and especially to children that had to witness this traumatic event. And there were all these like scholars up there talking about like you know the how the people are going to be indoctrinated and like they were talking about like the terrorist groups and how like we're forming a new one right now and in church it was very weird but like this one lady all I remember about her was that she was like a Harvard professor or something happened to be a black woman she goes up there and she's uh, on the screen and she's okay so she's on the video, on the video. she's not physically yeah, no she's present. not physically okay, at the church right. no that would be even more wild. She's up there on the screen just talking about the long-term effects. She's predicting these things for, for the September 11th attack. And the preacher pauses it 
looks at the congregation. I shit you not, I will never forget these words as long as I live. He said, now that woman, even though she was black, I agree with every word she said. He said that, and when that happened, I remember perking up. My cousins luckily really weren't paying attention, but my aunt was there, my mom and dad, they both looked around, looked at my aunt, and then my mom and dad grabbed us and go, hey guys, we're, we're out of here. And we walked out, and we never went back to that church again. These right. are my conservative parents, right. for the record. My conservative yeah. parents were like, no, we're not having any of this. So when that happened, I started thinking about all the other the all the other characteristics of the people at that church and like why are why does it seem like Christians have this hate? Because that's the opposite of what I was taught. And then I didn't like I said, I didn't know what Republican or Democrat was, but when I grew up a little bit more and realized that the GOP was the the party of Christianity, all I, the the thing for me is I go, I'm the opposite of that. Right. I, and I didn't know what liberal so, or Democrat meant. I just went, I'm right. not that. That's so not what I am. The fact that the two got intrinsically linked, like we talked about Ruined earlier, it for me. that was the thing that pushed you left yeah. politically. So religion came way before politics for you. Oh, yeah. And you found that when you heard about politics being a thing, you heard, well, this side, this is the, the side, side of side. the church like, side. And you were like, well, I mean, then I'm on the other side then. Yeah, because, right. dude, I, I've, I mean, yeah, and I'm makes not, sense. I'm not proud of this. Way to I, go, God. But I have grown as a person, like, there was definitely things about 18 to 20-year-old me that were probably way, that insanely more conservative than I am now, but I still didn't consider myself a conservative because that was the God people. You know, it's kind of like what I have people, I have buddies who, like, all of their ideas are liberal, but absolutely, but they're conservative because the liberal—that's the gay side, right? Or you know, like, me and you were talking about that off mic recently. Like, I, I've also known so many dudes that, like, I know them, I know them well. I've hung out with them so much, and it's like, and they're conservative. They're raised conservative. They still vote conservative. They identify as conservative. But I'm like, dude, you're not really though. Like, I right. can, like I you, I know you don't. I can tell you don't actually believe it. By end, you just like. You've just never, you're like, no, we're conservatives. conservatives. That's yeah. what I do. I'm conservative, so I vote right. conservative. But like, if you talk to this person, you know they're not. Well, I was and that. And that shit drives me crazy. I was that, but the opposite. I probably had a lot of conservative beliefs in terms of like, you know, taxes and money and, and uh, and you know, but but like, but I was like, yeah, but though, I'm not the God person. So I, and then I slowly evolved and became more left. Like once I woke up, like, dude, when I was in my early 20s, like, I used to not understand feminism at all because, and I, I would do the equivalent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would do the equivalent of all lives matters, but with like people would so, be talking about female rights, and I would go, "Well, all people should have equal rights." Not understanding that they're like, "Yeah, but men already have them." I would I'm do not, that shit. I'm not just trying to continuously plug the Patreon, but on a recent Patreon video, I brought this same thing up, and I was the same way as you. I've chalked it up to. Uh, like I was never, I was never abusive or nothing crazy like that. I just wasn't, I wasn't great about women. Me either. My, but I'm like, still but not my, as good as I should but be. But for me, I know it's like I have pretty serious mom issues. Yeah, of course, my mom wasn't around when I, I was a kid. Issues. I had serious anger problems and issues with my mom that were unresolved, and that bled into other into just women in general. I just didn't have a lot of trust or respect for them, which I'm no, not proud of. Me either. I, and I met my wife, and then and, and she. She's, you know, mine made it worse. Me along, if I, arguably, I'm kind of back brought, on the train. No, <laughs> no, she brought me along, and I'm, and you know, I'm ashamed of all that now. It was but, actually, uh, but I was very much, I wasn't full red pill, and I was never an incel or nothing like that. 
uh, at all. I just, when I look back on how I felt about like feminism and stuff, like you just said, I'm definitely pretty ashamed. Oh, I wasn't an incel. man. I wasn't an incel in the sense of like, because incels don't get no ass. I know. Well, that but, I, it was like it was like a subtle, yeah, you know, brag yeah. about like you know. But but, but no, I was getting mine. Don't no, but I was very, but I was very disrespectful and I right. was very misogynistic. And again, like I'm not going to sit here and act like it's it's kind of like how you know er, they'll say things today. Like when everyone, no matter how good of a person you are, you have racist things about you that you don't even know. And the reason that you do is because when racism is as systemic as it is. You're participating in and don't even realize that it's that. Mm. Well, I think misogyny is the exact same way. Like, I think that in your mind, you can believe, no, women are equal, but you participate in things that make them not equal. Like, there's been plenty of times in stand-up where I should have stood up more for female comedians, and I didn't. And there was times in my life where I should have, you know, stood up more for the things that were bothering my girlfriends, and I didn't, just because I was like, eh, whatever. But I was like, super, like, I didn't, uh, I didn't hit women. I didn't, mm, do, but right. like, no, but, nothing like that. But they, I did not, like, I didn't consider their feelings. It was just like, right. no, we have sex and hang out, and then you leave, and then you know right. what I mean, like. Right. And I'm not proud of any of that stuff, but yeah. I'm also not going to act like that it didn't happen right. because I think that's that's a thing that happens in this world too. Is like. You people can't have grown. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was that. Like, and that's what like I was not always the liberal little pussy. And again, I still have a long way to go, but like I hate to admit those things about myself, but I always will because I think it paints a better picture of a person than like, oh, you, you I've been a good person my whole life. Like well, that's not like, realistic. Well, dude, I, you know, I was always the like liberal or weirdo or the queer or any of that stuff, like in high school and shit in Salina. But I still was in Salina. Right. So, like, I had a lot of ignorance about Dude. a lot of things. Like, even considering I was, like, progressive for that area. But, like, that compared to me now, yeah, bro. Like, I've said so many times. Like, I'm so glad YouTube and social media and stuff me wasn't too. around back then. Because, like, for one thing, there'd be a whole lot of DMX covers from a chubby white trailer baby right. uh, around that time. And, you know, I wouldn't have been censoring the man's work. You know right. what I'm saying? I'd be, uh, but, uh just as one example. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always felt the exact same way. Like, people do grow. It's especially, you got to think about somebody's background, where they're coming from, where they were versus where they are now. Some people get worse, you know. That happens too. Some oh, yeah, people, for sure. Some people devolve, and that's a shame. I know but some of those. Like, no one is really the same, I don't think, you know, in their mid to late 30s as they are at fucking 18. They better 19. not be. And also, I feel like, I personally feel like, if you're not looking back on like cringing. 20 year old you cringing, yeah. then something's probably yeah. wrong right now. Unle- like unle- you should, you, I think most people should probably be at least a little bit ashamed of how they were <laughs> when they were 20 because that, that's, a, that's there, indicative of growth. Right. There's like, of course outliers like, you know, like let's say you're David Hoggs and your right. stuff like that, but only, but literally the, that big thing had to happen to them maybe yeah. before that. But like, yeah, there's some people that maybe they got it right the whole time. But like for the most part, especially where we're coming from, it's almost impossible to have done that. And the only thing you can do is cut your losses and be like, all right, it's time to it's time to cut bait. Like, fuck that this ain't it. I'm gonna grow as a person. I can't do any like I was this way about women. I felt this way about women. I do not feel that way anymore. I can only you know, to it and apologize and all and, that. And make, make sure that be contrite. And make sure that my son don't make those same right, mistakes. Yeah, like exactly. I know so many things to tell my son now. 
And I wouldn't have known to tell him these things if I was always a good person. Like I know from experience, like you were, you did these wrong things and your son is going to grow up to respect women early, Mm -hmm. you know, and he still could be a piece of shit. I mean, dude, we know plenty of people with good parents who fucking suck. I don't want to talk. I don't either because it worries me. I've got a bit about it. Fuck about yeah, I know, and I got jealous of the fact that you've already, you your son ain't even born yet, and you've already got that bit. Yeah, because like that is one of the most terrifying things about being a parent. I think I'm you glad hear those, we brought that up. You I forgot hear to do it this those weekend. stories, and I, I know people personally. Yeah, me too. Plenty that, for whom that applies, and that shit scares the because I was just about to say yeah, like, your kids are good. You were boys. like, my son won't be like this, and I was going to say, yeah, well, you know, my sons have a fantastic mother who's omnipresent in their life or whatever, so that goes a long way. But then before I could even say that, you said you were like, oh, you know, you can have good parents and still be a piece of shit. I know and it's plenty like, of them. I had that shit, bro. I'd lose sleep over that. Somehow. Yeah. Well, I my think sons are most kids, good. They're dude, good I, and kind and all that. Most dude, pieces of shit. You never know what they're going to turn into. That's true. <laughs> but most pieces of shit that I know were already showing signs in yeah. late elementary to middle school. It's like. That you know they were they were like fucking the Sid from Toy Story, right? Yeah. But like their parents would be super sweet, and like their parents were just in a perpetual state of looking like this, like <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what we fucking tried, and we're all yeah. just like Miss Betty, we know you have, we well, use always good to us, and so yeah, I don't know, but, it's terrifying. But I'm but the, all you can do is like you know all you can do is coach the team. You know if they fumble, that's not a coaching mistake. That's yep. all I know to do is coach the team. Right on. Well, on that note, listen, as you guys can probably tell, the sun is setting in lovely Nashville, Tennessee. We're about to head over to Zanies and do some hard rocking shows. I bet some of y'all probably will have been on these at these Saturday shows. And so you'll know if they were tremendous or drunken messes. We won't be drunken messes. No. Perhaps people in the audience could be. We hope not. But we'll see how that goes. We're going to have a good time. I hope you've enjoyed this special holiday edition origin stories of Weekly Skews with Chief Georgia Correspondent Corey Ryan Forrester. As a reminder, reminding y'all again, there will be no Skews next week, the 27th, as we do every year. We're taking that week off. And the plan is the next Tuesday, next Skews Day, January 3rd, we'll be back with your regularly scheduled program. Like I said, if you want to hear Smart Mark's origin story, my wife's or or mine, any of that stuff, holler at the Patreon. It is Christmas time. Support the show or not. Either way, thanks for being here. Be back to regular skew soon. Enjoy your holidays. Try not to lose it too much. Try not to, you know, get walked all over either. All the best to you. Sorry we don't have all the answers. See you. Love you. Bye. Skew.